0: Hello and welcome to That Film Stu. I'm Luke and I'm Jason. In this episode we've got another movie review and this time we're looking at Mortal Kombat.
1: Directed by Simon McQuoid in his feature directorial debut, Mortal Kombat is the martial arts fantasy film based on the video game franchise of the same name. It serves as a reboot to the Mortal Kombat film series. The movie is out now, being released in cinemas and simultaneously on the HBO Max streaming service in North America, but if you haven't watched Mortal Kombat yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Following the critical and commercial
0: failure of the 1997 film Mortal Kombat Annihilation, a third Mortal Kombat film set in development hell for nearly two decades, It wasn't until 2010 that Warner Brothers Pictures began serious development on the new film. And here we are, another decade later, with the film finally completed and released. Jason,
1: you have the plot. Hunted by the fearsome warrior Sub-Zero, MMA fighter Cole Young, played by Lewis Tan, finds sanctuary at the Temple of Lord Raiden, played by Tadanobu Asono. Training with experienced fighters uh, Liu Kang, played by Ludi Lin, Kung Lao, played by Max Hung, and the rogue mercenary Kano, played by Josh Lawson, Cole prepares to stand with Earth's greatest champions to take on the enemies from Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. We've
0: touched on Annihilation already, but let's go back a little bit further to 1995, that first Mortal Kombat film. You guys reviewed it. It was a turbulent experience for me listening because you didn't necessarily always have the best things to say about that movie. I've got a soft spot for it. But you guys did a full full review and you called me out a couple of times for Sounds Like Comics (laughs) to do a review of Annihilation. And I'm going to say right here, right now, with you and my co-host, I agree. If not, I might never get to it. I didn't watch, did watch it. I didn't watch Well, both movies. I watched the '95 one, *In Annihilation*, again last year. And I didn't plan on watching *Annihilation*, but that first movie, you get the cliffhanger, and even though I knew *Annihilation* was rubbish, I still went ahead and rewatched it, and it really, it really is bad. So I can see why, on the back of *Annihilation*, they struggled to get another movie made until this
1: new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess just to paint a picture of where we're both um, sort of coming from um, and whether you listen to that rewind review episode or not. So, I basically have not got, like, a, I guess, a, uh, uh, you know, I don't have a big history with Mortal Kombat, like the games and all that kind of stuff. You know, I've, I've played them occasionally and stuff like that. Um, but with the movies, you know, I'd seen that first one once and then not again uh, until I did that review of it. Um, And then, yeah, I just, I planned on, uh, half-assed kind of planned on watching Annihilation. I just passed on it. I was like, nah, this new movie looks sick. I'm just going to watch it and enjoy it and take it for what it is. Um, But for yourself, uh, did you play the games growing up and, and stuff like that? Or was it just the movies for you? I never owned the games,
0: but one of my cousins, he had them. So whenever I go to his house, we'd play the games and I'd enjoy them. But for me, it was that movie, a 95 movie. And I watched it, you know, not long after it first came out, enjoyed it for what it was, but it wasn't until college. Me and the mates, it was the go-to movie. Go-to movie. Whatever we were like, thinking, oh, what should we put on? Mortal Kombat would be the go-to. So again, I do have a soft spot for that movie. Um, I would say my critic score would be lower than my audience score (laughs) because my personal enjoyment is uh, you know i can appreciate the movie's flaws but there's there's a lot there's a lot to like for me about that movie this movie is a very very different thing and i i was quite surprised by that to be honest i tried to stay away from the trailers as best as possible i went to this movie thinking it's pretty much going to be another take on that first movie which seems to be the Mortal Kombat story to tell. You've got Liu Kang, Sonya Blade. We don't get Johnny Cage in this movie, but it's Raiden recruiting them, and then there's the tournament.
1: And t- until I watched this movie, I still thought that's what it was going to be. And it's not. I mean, uh, there's there's the, the fundamentals are still there. There's still, like, you know, the Mortal Kombat is a tournament. There's still Outworld. There's still... You know, certain characters obviously set up to try and, you know, take over, you know, destroy Earth, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's there, but it's like everything that happens in this movie is set, I guess, before the eventual tournament because of, I guess, foul play that's sort of going on. So it's all sort of like a lead up to the tournament that we never actually get to, but it's all the events and stuff happening beforehand, obviously in in a different sort of way. Like, you know, like they're kind of breaking the rules and they're, they're fighting before they actually get there. And then there's, you know, there, there's a new character sort of created for this movie that I guess is our, as an audience, our sort of gateway into the film. And then we meet all the familiar characters. And that's I guess that's the different take on the movie, I guess. It is. And you're right. Like the, the
0: story is still there. All the elements are still there. But I didn't, I didn't know that this is how they would tell that story. And if I'm mm. honest, I, I, again, I have seen that if I move it a lot. So it was good to get a different take on that story, but still recognizing that all the pieces are still there, the characters, the setting. And it looks like the sequel. That's where we're going to get the tournament. So I think this is way. a good way, a good way of doing it. That's I mean, yeah, that's essentially what's going to happen because Raiden's like, you need to recruit more fighters. I'll and say it now and he'll I'll say it now. Yeah. Johnny Cage is not in this movie. But
1: there's, it is referenced heavily at the end. Did you know, like, I knew there would be some sort of, the, the fact that he wasn't in this mouth, I, like, I was like, they're going to have some sort of big name drop or some sort of tease at the character. Or, you know, for the longest time with this Cole character, I was like, you know, is he going to be a you know, uh, in some relation to, does he become Johnny Cage? Is he no, actually Johnny Cage? No, you could do that. No, no, no. You, could, you could never but do that. But obviously with that opening scene, which actually released online, you know, days before the, um, this movie was, you know, seven minutes of it, and we could see, you can see that there's obviously a, a connection to, um, you know, Scorpion or a Scorpion-like character, and that's all. That's all. That's all. that's that's, that's in it uh, yeah, this new character yeah. that we that we get introduced is a descendant of Scorpion.
0: And yeah, as you say, a brand new character, so you don't really know. What his ability is going to be? Because that's the thing. That I guess I've never really took note of in in the past, and it certainly wasn't something in that 95 movie where everybody gets their own individual superpower mm. and you yeah, need to it fight, it was like. push yourself until it's almost like trying to activate your
1: mutant gene. It's a little bit <laughs> yeah, like that. Because I always treated it, and even when I played the games, and I mean, I guess I. I mean, I guess they all have some sort of, like, thing going on. But I just figure, like, the human character, or, like, the you know, like, the characters who are, you know, soldiers, except for Drax, you know, is, like, modified. But, you know, someone like Sonya Blade is just a soldier. She's a very skilled soldier. She's good at kicking ass and stuff like that. But I figured, you know, that's her ability is being a badass. <laughs> well, just, you what know, we just see. skilled. Skill.
0: But with Sonya Blade, like what we see her doing this move where she's got the purple rings around the wrist, I guess what they've done is their finishing moves or their special moves in the game. Mm. That's what their superpower is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like you said, it's like they've given them all a superpower. Which... That they can
0: call on. Yeah, and they can use it at different yeah. times, not just to finish an opponent.
1: Okay, let's, let's
0: carry on as we've started then. We can go through the characters. We've already talked about Louis Tan as Cole Young. He's the brand new character, descendant of Scorpion. And I was just waiting and waiting to think, what is what is his power? And it's metal armor?
1: <laughs> like a <laughs> yeah. living armor. Well, his torso just kind of becomes like a big a shield around him. Yeah, that's all that's what it is. I, I mean, I thought he was gonna become Scorpion. I was, did too. I was I, yes. I figured you know, everything's set up and it's like, you know, his, I don't know, his great, great, great grandfather or whatever it was, you know, was really good at, you know, shooting, swinging around a blade with a a chain with a blade at the end of it. And I was like, okay, that's very Scorpion-like. I was like, well, Cole's going to become Scorpion. Well, it started off as the um, trowel, wasn't it? It's what
0: his wife was using, doing a bit of gardening. Mm. And and then he fashioned it into a weapon. And then later we see (laughs) it um, replaced with... What comes out of his hand, and yet I thought when when Cole was getting beaten on, he was going to yell, "Get over here!" <laughs> and then that was going to be him becoming the new Scorpion. But we find that hey, originals. We had plenty of comes
1: we had back, plenty of the um of the the one liners dropped. The the can get over here and the can I say this fatality? <laughs> can I can I just say, right? and this
0: is not my opinion on the film, and I know because. Again, I'm more associated with the 95 movie than the game, mm. and <laughs> all the the little Easter eggs like that, you know, get over here, fatality, all of that. Didn't like it. I just didn't. <laughs> I just didn't, I, as, a, as a part of the movie, I just didn't like it because some of them was it was just downright stupid. Like it didn't like a character that would say like you know flawless victory like. That character that we'd spend time with up until that point, they wouldn't have just said something random like that.
1: And I Who, knows? It. Who knows? We didn't spend that much time with him. For, but to be fair, when he said it, it actually was a, a flawless victory. It, it was, was. And, and it can was I can't say no, that he, away he from it. took no hits. It was one, one hit down.
0: I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just saying that for my personal experience, those <laughs> little things that
1: gamers would no doubt love, I didn't, I, that took me out of it a little bit. I, f- I found that they, they were and they were fine, and they were just little...
0: I mean, I know why they're there. It's,
1: it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a movie adapted
0: from a fighting game. I get it. And, you know, give the people what they want. But for me personally, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I guess that's a thing. We could move on to another character. Let's talk about uh, Sonya Blade, played by Jessica McNamee. You mentioned she's a soldier. In this film, she's not chosen. Oh, that's interesting. Actually, yes,
1: she isn't chosen because she doesn't have the mark of the dragon. Yeah. So, but, yeah. So there's this whole. And again, I'm not sure if this is in any of the games or anything like that. But it's like, yeah, the, the mark of the dragon is on people, and essentially, like, you know, it's 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 like they're branded. That.
0: Yeah, I don't think in the game you wouldn't need that to be a thing, but it's it's a good it's a good motive or it's a good thing to have in this movie. And then we were just waiting to No, it wasn't that. And we're in this film. We're just waiting. Okay. So who is son? You're going to take down to, to get the mark. And that was the whole thing about Cole's character that he was born with. It It was a birthmark that made him different to, to everybody else. So she was a soldier. She had no power. And then she defeated. We'll get to him later. But She defeated somebody. She took on the dragon. And then she quickly, Mm -hmm. I'd say maybe faster
1: than anybody else. Learned her power. Oh, it just it just came to her like it was. It's like this is your power. You're bestowed with it You you do what you need to do with the just one thing with the with the dragon birthmark thing and Cole. Now I'm not sure if Cole actually truly believed it was a birthmark, but he stated he 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 said out loud he was like it's just a birthmark. You know, might have just been covering, but if he genuinely believed that that perfectly formed circle <laughs> with that image that looked like a freaking dragon head was a birthmark then oh my god i would have been like if this is a birthmark this is the coolest birthmark ever and it would be all over instagram yeah but that's, <laughs> you,
0: you just kind of like made the point there that i mean it, it generally for him is a birthmark like it's a mark that he's had on his body since birth so he's not wrong i mean you're that's also true. right that it would be one of the coolest if not the coolest <laughs> birthmarks in the history of birthmarks but he's been absolutely correct in his statement this I, I mean, I, I was guess born of it. Yeah, that's literally what a birthmark is. Only his just happened to be the Mortal <laughs> Kombat logo. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, but yeah, um, look, Sonya Blade. Um, I mean, I, again, like her character there's this, this badass chick who's getting it done, and in this movie, she's this badass chick that's getting it done. Um, it is unfortunate that for the longest time, you know, like her character kind of keeps getting sidelined by the other characters because. She doesn't have that, that stupid birthmark on her, but she she proves herself and she, she earns her spot. I and guess, she's,
0: and she's um, like, she's uncovering information about the tournament like way before most people are even aware. You're saying that the character was sidelined. I read that only by the characters, not in not in the film. Just no, no, the no characters but even, like, like, she almost was like her her big fight, like where she's up against Kane now, I believe that's the fight that they were talking about. Almost didn't happen. Well, like they almost oh, okay. wow. didn't. Well, I mean, I guess Kano, she'd have to get the, the mark from him, but she was gonna, one of her fights wasn't going to be included and it wasn't an, a last minute addition.
1: So you're not, you're not half wrong that maybe her character was pushed to the side. I know. Uh, I, I, reckon, I reckon she was always meant to go up against Kano. It would have been one of the because she, she does go up against one, uh, you know, isn't it, the chick with the mouse? She even says she was like that. She's mine or something. Or she helps Cole. Yeah, maybe you know, it's her. Yeah, again, let like, you make sense. one of does, those.
0: She does need the mark. But point being, though, it was almost like an afterthought that at you know the final hour, they're like, hey, let's go and shoot another fight scene for her. And it's good that they did. And as you say, you know, she didn't necessarily have the mark the whole time. But she was a good character in this. I mean, she's mm. no Bridget Wilson. Don't get me wrong, but I thought she yeah. did a pretty, <laughs> a pretty decent job. And was it Rob that? said on you, when you guys were doing the review about Kano being an Aussie. Was it right? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Because I did, I looked into it. Like the, We've now had three actors wasn't. play Kano, and the first two actors were British, and now we've got Josh Lawson, who is an Aussie, and he's playing the
1: character as an Aussie as well, but he sounds like Kano yeah, so,
0: in that 95 movie.
1: Yeah, in, that, in, the, in the 95 movie, so I think it was a British actor, but they were playing at Aussie. So they gave him an Aussie accent for some reason. And then yep. the game sort of adopted, um, adopted that trait for the character. So now it's, yeah, it's, um, it's all canon that he is an Australian uh, character. And do you know what, Josh Lawson, what he's doing here with Kano, <laughs> I mean, my favourite character, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say. It. this is uh, highly this be, entertaining in this. This could be the most accurate portrayal. Of an Aussie drongo, now <laughs> on <the> screen. <laughs> what even more so than
0: Captain Boomerang?
1: <laughs> oh no, yeah, this kind of takes the cake, man.
0: Okay. <laughs> I, I, uh, I thought he was Brilliant. excellent, and he, 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 came to Perth for the. Was it, I'm not sure if it was an advanced screening or or something they had on uh, event cinemas, um, the week oh, of right. the film's release, and Josh Lawson was in attendance, which would have been oh, pretty right. cool watching the movie with Kano. But yeah, and was that was here, an event here, here in, in Perth? Perth. Yeah, oh. here in Perth. Oh, wow.
1: Man, the one but time I didn't go to an event. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm he, assuming it must have been the, the early screening on the Wednesday. Oh, it was in a or bad screening,
0: yeah, like a day or two before yeah. the, the main release. But he, yeah, he's really good in this. And again, like a different take. Like, Because for me, he's the bad guy. He's always been a bad guy. When you yeah. get that fight between him and Sonia. that's the thing that always happens. But they play it different here, and they've got who we know to usually be a bad guy, and all the don't paint him in a good light.
1: But he's with the good guys, so already yeah. you're like, No wow, it, this it, is different. It's yeah, it was a good. I mean, it, it was a creative choice to, I think, mean, a clever, a clever use of the character to, for us to get more of him um, amongst the other familiar characters that were, you know, the protagonists, You call them, and yeah, yeah, just what they were doing. It, it was. It was good because then we kind of got both sides of it. We still got him being a, an evil prick that needed to be taken down and got his comeuppance. But at the same time, we got a lot of screen time with him, just sort of just being a problem for the other characters, but not in a, not in a villainous way until the time came. I really liked his character. It's, yeah, no, me too. Yeah, he's,
0: he's by far one of the best things about this movie. I want to quickly just go back to Lewistown as an actor, I'm not too familiar with him. So I think this is my first exposure with him as an actor. What did you think to him?
1: I think, I mean, he seemed like a very safe, uh, kind of, like his performance was very safe, whether that's his style. Like, again, I don't know because I'm not familiar. The character, like the character itself seemed very, I guess one note in a way, like it was kind of, you know, I guess he didn't have the benefit of having this whole backstory that you know is twenty, thirty years old. Yeah, he was sort of like created for this movie. Yeah, he's got like his, uh, his, I don't know if it's his wife or his partner or whatever, and his daughter. He's got I a daughter, yeah, which like the longest yeah. part of the thing. But so there's all that, you know. So there's stakes for him. There's also, like, I guess, you know, his career is sort of on the line as things happening there. But otherwise, when it comes to fighting, he's just sort of taking on the chin and being like, "Okay, this is what we got to do." Okay, yeah. Th- um, okay, yeah. That's good. We're pretty much yeah, on the same on the simple. same page there. Yeah, not too t- negative, but like again, nothing yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah. Okay. That that's my take as well. Like his yeah, his performance it, it is it is quite flat. But then he's not adapting the character as you say that's been around for however many years, and all these other characters are a lot more colourful, even without their powers they're still larger than live characters, but what I would say though, yeah. physically, like this guy's got it, like it was really impressive in a lot of the fight scenes and choreography, so that that was good. I was just yeah, I was just curious what you what you thought, and yeah, pretty much the same as yeah i, I suppose I, was, I
1: suppose as you watch it, like you've got this guy like again like you're not getting too much from him, but enough, I guess, but then you know like you're introduced to these characters that you know you may be familiar with or even briefly familiar with like myself and it's like you know you get excited when you see them and they start doing things that you're like oh that's you know that's what that character does or all oh, that's their like your power or their laser beams or their purple rings or whatever it is or you know he's spinning his hat and it's cutting people in half and it's sick you know like you get excited and you've just got this cold guy and you're just like yeah, what's his deal and you spend the whole time work, trying to work out you know okay is he going to become scorpion you know you know what's happening what's happening here who is he I guess you just, maybe that's why I feel a bit sort of indifferent towards him. <laughs> Should we talk Lord Raiden? Yes, we can. Yes, Raiden, we
0: can. In, in the game, where I did play the game, he was always a go-to character. Can you help me out <laughs> with the actor that plays Lord Raiden? I've been staring at his name.
1: Oh, okay. So I, I went with uh, Tadanobu Asono. I just went with the phonetic spelling. Yeah, could
0: be wrong. Probably (laughs) not as good as that. So cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. um, This is an interesting one, isn't it? Because this is the first Mortal Kombat film where Raiden is played by an Asian actor. So, up until this point, Mortal Kombat 95, we had a French actor, Christopher Lambert. In 97, Annihilation, we had an American actor, James Remar. And here we are for the first time ever, in the history of Mortal Kombat, yeah, in a movie, an Asian actor playing
1: Raiden. The question is, like, in the game, like, is he an Asian character? Yeah. but Then, okay, it makes sense. In, in, <laughs> in the game, it is. But I guess when they were making the movie, though, they're like, hey, we need a big-name guy. Let's cast mm. Highlander. And, and I'll, I'll probably like, look, we already have two Asian guys in this movie. Let's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to confuse people. I don't know what the thinking but was. Theory, <laughs>
0: But I mean that is something you've got to say this movie's done right, the casting. You know, they've actually just you know they've looked at the game and said, okay, so that gives us something to work with.
1: Yeah. <laughs> not, like, that guy just, looks you know, like an Asian guy, that looks that guy looks like a black guy, that looks like a white chick. Let's yeah, all right, done. <laughs> like,
0: I wasn't a fan, and I get why they did it, because it's a thing that Raiden does. Like, he's got the you know, the electricity and all yeah. the lightning. The eyes. The eyes always just look like a computer effect to me. <laughs> always. I know that's what it yeah. is, but it never didn't look like that. I find it distracting.
1: Yeah, Rainer definitely does feel like the, I guess, the silliest of, um, he shouldn't of be, all these magical characters. He should be the best, But you know what, I the think coolest. the tone of this film and the things that it's presenting on screen, like from the from the first scene... You know, like at not one point was it like suddenly, oh, Raiden's kind of throwing the tone off because he's there such early on that it's like his character and what it does. And you know, it was lightning stuff and he's just teleporting and he's zapping and his eyes it sets the tone for the movie. It's in line. I think it's fine. But when I he agree, is, he is when the he's, silliest, yeah, but like, yeah, but I'm there.
0: not even saying he's the silliest. I like him as a character still. No, I mean, like, he's, he's just powers and it's just the- and I'm not even his powers are great. It's just visually how they lit his eyes up all the time. It just looked a bit. Did crack. it work for you? No, vision. No, <laughs> like I mean, there's some good special effects in. in this movie, and it no that particular visual didn't work for me. <laughs> but Raiden is a cool character, and again, playing the game, he was my go-to. Just shock people with lightning. It was cool. Mm-hmm. My card Brooks <laughs> is in this as Jax. And you know what? Great casting. He looks just like Jax.
1: There he were. Oh, they they nailed I it. Mean, a hulking black guy. Like, yeah, he's got, I mean, he's got sass to him. What happened?
0: I, I first saw him on the True Blood TV series. And then years later, he was cast as Jimmy Olsen on Smallville. Not on Smallville, on, an, on Supergirl. It was Jimmy Olsen right. on that show. He's he got been big, a, though. He's he always been a big guy. I was going to say that. He's always been a big guy. Oh, True blood. But this big? girl Never. <laughs> I've never seen it this big before. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then when they give him the little metal arms, <laughs> yeah. and, then he, and then he gets bigger ones
1: because that's somehow his ancient power. It can bulk up metal. His, his metal arms. Yeah, that's, that's a thing. You know like because again like I'm I'm not 100% i am not too familiar with the games but I did remember obviously when they gave him the arms I was like oh yeah he's the guy with the middle arms. was like Durr. um but you know obviously um Jack's got kind of screwed over in the, in you know in that, in that first movie he wasn't a character at all like he really wasn't he was like mentioned and then yeah yeah I think he yeah. popped up but he, he wasn't there when when he got taken out by Sub-Zero, I was like, man, they are doing Jack's dirty again. <laughs> Not to, without thinking that like, yeah. oh no, no. In a, he um, lost his arms for a reason. I He's know, getting ass I know they haven't
0: seen it, but in Annihilation, they go a different way. He, he does oh. have metal arms, but it's more like metal casing. He's still got his arms underneath. Oh, okay, And right. the, the art of his character in that movie, he learns that, you know, the strength has been inside himself all along. And he rips off the that metal arms. Great.
1: <laughs> so different way.
0: But in this movie, he doesn't though, even need he doesn't need the, the thing that makes in, a in this movie movies. brutal. <laughs> and the way that they're frozen and they're broken off, ouch! And then yeah, he gets magic metal arms that improve upon the original <laughs> little arms. Which again, we've talked about how big Mcard Brooks is in this. Like he's a, a hulk of a man. And then, when they give him these little metal arms, it looks a bit silly, but there's a point to it. Like he's struggling with adapting <laughs> with metal arms. And then, yeah, he gets magic, big arms.
1: And Why it's they just that? put big because arms on him. I don't understand. I don't they understand. They, put they
0: big didn't arms have him. the technology, they needed the magic from the dragon tattoo or magic metal. Or something. Something. <laughs> or something. That's what they needed. Let, let's talk, um, <laughs> let's talk Liu Kang, because for me, Liu Kang was always the main character in Mortal Kombat.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess going by that first movie, and I guess, is he not the first like character on the roster when you play the games? I and it could be he's wrong. He's always but the I'm first. Pretty, he, I'm pretty sure it's always. like Liu Kang, then Johnny Cage, right? Like when you select the character. Yeah. So Pretty yeah, much how you got that
0: first 95 movie. But in this, though, he's been, you know, he's had his ability for quite a while. He's been training, he's been fighting. And then he joins the team later. So it was certainly. A different different way of handling his character. And we've got Ludi Lin, the black Power Ranger from that reboot mm. a couple of years ago. He's now Liu Kang. And you know, he does a good job as Liu Kang. But I, I was missing the fact that Liu Kang is usually the main character, but I guess it couldn't be because we've
1: got new character Cole. So they had to That's it. they had to sideline and... him. Yeah, and I, I suppose again, just going back to obviously this, the whole setup was to I guess, introduce us through his eyes to all these characters, and then have that Scorpion Sub Zero sort of um, rivalry. But yeah, it, it seemed like Liu Kang becomes an afterthought because of that, even though he features quite heavily once you he, they get to like the you know this temple and you know he's doing his fire bending and all that. I said it. That's what it looks like. Um, you know, like he does this thing, and obviously his character is treated as if you know, like he's one of the really you know most valuable kind of you know fighters that they've got. So they don't they don't do him dirty there, but it's just it's just weird not having him being front and center. Yeah, he becomes right. yeah. a secondary character. It's so his character weird.
0: does still get shown respect, but as the audience watching Mortal Kombat, I thought we were going to get more Liu Kang. But you're right. He is. He is still there. But Cole, you had to make space for Cole. Chang Sung, the big bad, played by Chin Han. You know, we get the line, "Your soul is yeah. mine." But you yeah, know, we, we've heard it before. We've heard it better, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like okay. <laughs> I mean, come okay. on. Back in '95, you know, we got a stronger performance from that guy. But It's here
1: in this movie, it's Shang Shang Tsung's line. We got it. At least in this movie, you know, like it it wasn't like because I I still don't really understand what his deal was with you know, in that first in that original movie where it was like it was almost like he would take souls when someone would lose a fight and then that kind of went out the window. So I'm not really 100% sure. I mean, that was his finishing move in the game, yeah. Pretty sure that's what it was, and that's why. Was it just an Easter egg or was, was it an actual plot? thing but in this movie it just seems like yeah you'll just do it when the opportunity comes up so i'm like cool that makes sense and you know visually it looked kind of cool it's sucking those souls out and yeah yay cgi green beams of energy yay he's fine
0: let's just talk sub-zero then always oh, so liked good. sub-zero <laughs> as a character joe taslim pretty sure he's from the raid um yeah this this guy can do the action and we're getting a cool yeah. sub zero in this it did throw me a little bit when he was referred to as bai han i've not heard him referred to as that before i didn't know You're that was like, his name who there? Who there got the i yeah. know, well, you know.
1: know who you are don't muck around knew <laughs> him is sub zero but yeah, yeah we get the- you know what like going into this movie well I mean uh, before I even considered going into the movie like I had no intention I was like oh Mordekon that movie like, I was like I've got no interest like one like, you know it's, it's gonna it's gonna be pretty average I just know it I, It just felt like that kind of movie the first trailers came around and it was the sub-zero character in that in that trailer you know like punching who I realise now was probably Scorpion <laughs> um, He punches him you know freezes his blood and stabs him with his own yeah. blood you know, mm-hmm. as a as a frozen day. I was like, that was the moment that I was like, okay, I have to see this movie. Like, no question, I have to see this movie. Sub-Zero was everything I was looking for. And um, I got every, I, I got it. Yeah, when yeah. he, he so delivers.
0: Us. You know, the, the director had to ask the actor to slow down a bit during fight scenes as he was moving too fast for the camera. I moved mean, have heard <laughs> that before years ago, Bruce Lee. But that's something that happened on this movie. It's like, you're too sure. fast for the
1: camera. You're just slow too good down. at what your, your skills are. Yeah, your skills are just too good. Stop it. <laughs> just get better cameras.
0: You just get faster cameras. <laughs>
1: know, or <laughs>
0: instead of spending all that money, just go, go to your actor. Slow down a bit, mate. You're going too fast. That's it's, a <laughs> it's a lot cheaper. It's a lot cheaper. You probably talk about Scorpion. The movie opens, opens with him. And you mentioned online. It's happening more and more now, isn't it? That studios are putting out like the first seven or ten minutes of a movie that you can watch, whether that's you know, in an, an attempt, well, I suppose it is to entice people to go and watch the movie mm. because it's a pretty impressive opening and it really sets the tone and it's very violent, a lot more violent than any of the Mortal Kombat film I've seen before
1: you like, just that scene, you know, or like the whole movie in general. Cause well,
0: if you've only seen that scene, the movie in general, for sure, but even that scene, like if you're someone who's a bit unsure, like they put that seven minute trailer out, you could just watch it and tonally, you know, what type of movie you're going to get. Yeah. I mean, a lot of I mean, goals. Like
1: when we were talking, when we were talking about writing, you know, like in terms of like that opening scene, like the tone is set everything there you know like the wackiness of like how raiden uses his powers to the the violence the ultra violence that you get um in this opening scene the obviously the action styles the and i guess also the tone because there is kind of like a seriousness to the tone they're not just like jumping in and being like you know i'm gonna fight you and uh, kill you blah 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 and then they just fight you know like there's stuff there's there's family there's you know, obviously murder there and all all that kind of stuff. There's death, there's, you know, like portals to hell and there's, there's a lot in this, in this scene and it does set the stage for what's to come. Um, And yeah, you're right. Like just all the tones, all the different tones, even though there's, there's a mixed bag, it's all what you get from this movie. So if you've seen those seven minutes, well, I'm assuming if you've come this far with us, like you've seen the whole movie, but if you've just seen the seven minutes, you know what you're in for. Um, yeah, because it's exactly that seven minutes. Just obviously uh, explored, but um, Scorpion. Yeah, he's a well, are we call him Scorpion. I mean, he doesn't really become Scorpion until the last minutes. But I mean, he starts off as Hanzo. That's
0: in his yeah. in his human form, and we see he's got the marking. He gets defeated by Sub Zero in the opening. His wife, his son killed, but his daughter lives, and that's how we get Cole all those generations later. And we find out that he's spent
1: all that time in hell, yeah, sending like weird, like telepathic, horrific kind of images to Cole, which couldn't have been fun. Um, I'm assuming he was sending him to him, but yeah. Then uh, yeah, turns out that yeah, we find out that he obviously is the ancestry guy to Cole. That was a horrible sentence. And yeah, he's Scorpion, so his his like appearance you know, and that last fight though. And then you get the Mortal Kombat classical music sort of pumping in. I enjoyed that, you know, like it tickled me. And again, I'm not even the biggest of Mortal Kombat fans, but that tickled me. I was like,
0: you don't, that's cool. You don't need it's pretty to. There's us. something. There's something about that song. Yeah. And before, we, like before we beat, talk about the song, we'll, beat. we'll do the song now. I've kind of been dancing around. I was hoping you were going to do it, but you haven't with Scorpion, the actor.
1: Let's oh yeah you haven't said his name nobody has Hiroyuki Sanada um, I've seen him in a few things he was in like the final season of Lost that's like the... oh really he pops what? up yeah yeah he was like the, you know the guy in the temple right and like, you know what?
0: I, what, I've i watched a couple of films lately and I'm pretty sure he was in something I've watched recently
1: He's got yeah I, he
0: pops up he pops fight. up
1: in a bit but Lost is obviously I'm very familiar uh, <laughs> so it's my go-to for him I just wanted one right.
0: of us, hopefully you, to credit the actor. So well done. <laughs> the Mortal Kombat theme. Let's talk about that then. There's something about that song, it just gets you going. It's I love it, and I was hoping they were going to find a way to, to incorporate it. And they they released online early, like the full track. We've got the composer on this is Benjamin Walfish. He did Shazam, it chapter one, chapter two. That's where I know him from. And yeah, they put out the full track that he'd done, which was a new version of the Techno Syndrome by The Immortals. Mm. It is such a good song. And they they teased it a couple of times, and then it and it was more so towards the end of the movie, they just teased a couple of riffs, and then they went more into it with Scorpion, but they never fully commit to it. Not sure how on on
1: one hand, yeah. I'm I'm almost a little bit disappointed like although you know on again on Scorpion's arrival you know you, you get like the solid beats and you're just like yes here we go this is better but you don't actually hear the whole track or you know even a sample of the actual track until the closing credits I mean after after that opening 7 minutes you know when we get to the title card I would have taken it there or at least a very short version of it there. I think that would just, just go into it. Just be like, you know, an epic seven minute opening. Give us a title card. Just scream Mortal Kombat at us. And then, <laughs> you know, like it would have been, it would have been sick. Or like, you know what, you know, you know when you, they get to a certain point in the movie where they're like, okay, um, they're trying to pick us off obviously before the tournament starts. Let's start the tournament, but on our terms. And then they, you know, they, they're they like, okay, you fight this person, you fight that thing, and you fight that one and then they break off and they start their fights. I reckon the track would have been perfect, just overlaying at least the start of all those fights. It would have been like that Power Rangers movie where you know they get into their, their Zords. And that was a good R- moment. <laughs> that
0: was a good moment. And Even then, we won't want to that moment to last longer. What I'll say, yeah. that I, do, I do agree with you, but at the same time, the Mortal Kombat theme its when there's a tournament on. It's true. The yeah, the closest we've got to no, a tournament. They don't actually get to Mortal Kombat, do they? they? don't. But well, the closest they get to a tournament, it is Sub-Zero and Scorpion. That is the closest, mm. but it's still not an official tournament. So that's where they they lean into the track more. Oh, but I mean, but I'm sure though. No, I mean, with, if, but with the sequels,
1: we're going to get it. That, right, that's when, when I thinking of it. Okay. But I don't know. I still reckon once they start those one on one fights You know when you know Raiden's like teleporting them each to or teleporting yeah yeah each I guess (laughs) each fighter to a certain place and as they start fight that's them initiating the tournament. That's the that's our protagonist, our Earth Realm fighters being like it still wasn't a tournament though, because at the end of the day like you know
0: the bad guys have won nine out of ten. So they still need to do that final tournament. I like how you know the, the bad guys just like just like all nonchalant just say, "Oh yeah, we I mean, of course we cheat." I'd think we won the like nine in a row. So they've already <laughs> said that they've been cheating all along, and that's when they get Raiden. Hey, can you teleport us anywhere? Because Raiden, technically being a, a god, isn't a, isn't supposed to be assisting. Whereas Raiden's always always assisted. That's kind of his thing. But yes, <laughs> I, I would have like, I would honestly like, every time if if every time there was a part of scene in this movie they had the Mortal Kombat music, I'd have been happy. Don't get me wrong, every time. It doesn't matter who's fighting, give me the music. But I'm happy that they teased it enough. We got more of it, you know, in that final fight. But I'm thinking with a sequel. And the actor playing Sub Zero, like, what did he go He's got a record of saying that. On the basis that this movie does well, he's signed on for four films. I'll say this. Jesus. <laughs> that's good news for Mortal Kombat fans, but it's bad news for his negotiating skills because he's potentially
1: <laughs> locked, in his,
0: locked in his feet. But that's okay. <laughs> I'll have to wait and see what I've been saying. But yeah, no, he's come out and said, he's like, yeah, hey, if this first movie does well, I've already signed up for three more. So more Sub-Zero, like which is good news for you as well because you like Sub-Zero. <laughs> We do enjoy Sub Zero. Did he die though? Doesn't matter. He can come back. <laughs> and the sure, because you know, he—he, I mean,
1: Scorpion guy. came back. He, yeah,
0: they can bring him back in different ways. And because what they did. In Annihilation, we get another Sub-Zero, only he's a good guy. Let's stop talking Annihilation because I'm sure one day yeah, you, stop and bringing I, them up, you and I will do yeah. an episode of Sounds Like Comics. No, we won't. No. Annihilation. No. But This this movie, though, if you're going to
1: rate it out of five. For the first time ever, probably not. I've probably done this before. I'll give two ratings, but then I'll tell you where I actually sit. If we're talking, you know, just to bring up uh, the original Mortal Kombat, I mean, you said if you were to give it rating you know you'd have a, a critical rating and an audience one um i on a critical note i would say this movie look there's there's the plot is is okay but it's not really anything special the dialogue and stuff like that again isn't great but no one really expected anything too amazing from it what you do get is like badass fight scenes um and you know like some really funny moments, character interaction—you just get some cool shit. It's super violent, super fun. It's it's kind of everything you, you really want, you know? Like it's that's all I really wanted from this movie, and I, I think I got it. Critically, though, I would probably be tinkering or like torturing around like a two out of five. But you know, I had a pretty good time. That I'm gonna say three point five out of five for Mortal Kombat. It was it was pretty fun and i wasn't disappointed um i didn't walk out being like whoa that was the best thing ever but i had a pretty good time so i think a 3.5 is is generous in terms of my enjoyment what i actually experienced from it
0: yeah i'm also going to come in at a 3.5 and i was thinking for the longest time i'm more sitting at around a three but i was waiting for the music they gave me the music, sort of, <laughs> which is going My to lift it every slightly. Like, ever I honestly think there's a lot of setup happening here. And again, I wasn't expecting it, but they told a different story. And I've got to be honest, I thought, oh, here we go. Another Mortal Kombat film, more than likely, they're just going to tell that same old story again because they did the animated movie, which was also R-rated, that came out last year, Scorpion's Revenge. It was essentially the plot of that 95 movie, only you had more emphasis on what was going on with Scorpion, and you followed him as a main character. So I honestly thought this movie was just going to be that 95 movie again, that same old story. It didn't end up being that, but I walked out of the movie and I'm like, oh, I kind of wish it was, because I want the tournament. There's something about it. Mortal Kombat is the tournament. It is. I mean, I guess
1: you kind of need to... The, the tournament,
0: and we get that tease right. at the end of the movie of Johnny Cage. They're going to recruit him, and then other fighters, no doubt from the game as well. So the second movie will be the tournament, and I think this movie is doing well enough that we'll actually get to see that sequel, and then maybe yeah, we'll and get I guess a, more of the song. <laughs> it's all about the song, I <laughs> I
1: guess, I guess we'll probably get a whole bunch of um you know characters that are in the game that I guess someone in my position i guess very like less familiar with um you know like i know like the original roster and that's yeah i don't know how many more they've bloody incorporated after how many games have they got 11 games now i think of just or at least the standard mortal combat series i think i don't know there's probably all the other spin-offs ones and like mortal crossovers is like the dc one dc yeah there is yeah.
0: there's a lot. And then there's comic books, there's, there's a lot of there's animated series, there's live action TV series, there's web series. There's a lot of Mortal Kombat. There is a lot. Okay, so as always, we're going to close out on a little bit of trivia. So in the film, when looking at the photograph with Mortal Kombat written on it, Cole says combat was spelled incorrectly. When the original game Mortal Kombat back in 92 was being developed, it originally was titled Mortal Kombat, but spelled with a C, but there was difficulty in securing that title. Video game designer Steve Ritchie suggested renaming the game Mortal Kombat with a K, with creator Ed Boone observing that the strikingly misspelled title helps it to draw attention. So originally, it was supposed to just be the correct spelling.
1: But they couldn't get clearance, and it is striking. Like, and the bold yeah. K is cool. The letter K is so much more aggressive than the soft-looking, pathetic little C. All right, like just you know, just a, just a curl. A K is like this spikes coming out of it four times. It's but it's interesting weird. that that's that's where it came <laughs> from. They just couldn't get
0: clearance for Mortal Kombat with a C. So instead of like, okay, back to the drawing board. What have you got? They're like, no, no. no so no, what no, clearance? No, let's
1: just call it. What clearance would
0: it be? Like a copyright thing, been or copyright a trademark, or licensing? I mean, yeah, there's there were probably something else either out there or in development or something of other, and they couldn't use the name.
1: Very interesting. There we go.
0: But I thought yeah. I'd use that as trivia because I literally did not know that until that was cool. I and included I like it, it in my show notes. Well, that's it for our review of Mortal Kombat. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast.
1: We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. All our episodes can be found on our website,
0: thatfilmstuepodcast.com.
1: Keep an eye out for our next review, Wrath of Man. Um, we do need to say though, like we are hoping to be able to see it before you know so we can review it. However, where we are here in Perth, Australia, we're currently in a COVID um, implemented lockdown, I guess. Um, we should be all set, but cinemas are currently closed for the next couple of days. We'll see how we go. Hopefully we can still get that done. <laughs> If not, though, we'll just swap it out temporarily with
0: a Netflix film. There's always a Netflix <laughs> film that we can review. <laughs> Thunder Force 2. I don't know. They're, oh, they're probably grim now for some reason. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film shoot. See you soon. job, just looking to um, I wouldn't into do it, it again. again.
1: <laughs> I, I just tell you, I'll be honest, I'm not doing it twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, okay, definitely recording now.